Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Dawn Meredith, a behavioral health therapist at Pacific Medical Centers and based at Northgate. Good mental health, that's the goal. We've had quite a curveball thrown at us in the past year in dealing with a pandemic. It brought us so many challenges on so many fronts, and no question, it's been overwhelming at times. And we need to know that reaching out for help is truly the best thing for ourselves. Dawn is here to share some thoughts and techniques to help us navigate these times and build a foundation for the future. Dawn Meredith, good morning, and thank you so greatly for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you, Kate. It's good to be with you again. Yes, again is the right word here because we've had months ago, uh, when it was still during the time of this pandemic, we had a conversation. And here we are more than a year into this pandemic time. And certainly it's caused uh, many challenges, not the least of which are mental health challenges and stressors. And so in your practice uh, as a behavioral health therapist, are you seeing evidence of this? Oh, I sure am. You know, there's not a therapist out there, I don't think, that hasn't had a full practice and hasn't felt a lot of pressure and, um, you know, seen it in their practice. I'm I'm seeing a lot of anxiety, a lot of sleep issues, a lot of people trying to compensate with alcohol, a lot of people dealing with a lot of grief. You know, it's, it's, it's um, a lot going on for all of us right now. Yes, and this has been what, like a pressure cooker in a way that the pressure has been put on because of the pandemic to cause all these other issues to surface. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You know, I I do think for a lot of people, there was a lot of pressure taken off of people. Those who didn't have to worry about losing their job and being able to work from home, And there were people, a lot of people who were able to find a good spot where they were able to make a lot of good changes and do a lot more things that they had put off before. Um, And now that we're pivoting to going back out, there's other things that are rising. Yes, so many different things. Well, for one thing, as we look to going back, we consider whether people have been vaccinated or not and feeling that that kind of attention and how safe do we feel? Right. Yeah, Some and you're seeing it all over the range. You know, some people are like, I am still not going out and I'm vaccinated. And other people like, Well, I'm fully vaccinated. I feel 100% fine. Um, And I think we're somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, I think for people who are fully vaccinated and have been really nervous, you know, like they were in more of the categories where if they got sick, it would be dire. A lot of those people are more hesitant to get back out there. And it's okay to start walking with friends and start visiting with other people who are vaccinated. In fact, I think it's really important. 
and been working with a few people on getting out there and being able to do that. And I just hope that others who are feeling 100% confident, that's great, but also remembering we still need to practice our good COVID hygiene with wearing our masks and washing our hands and keeping our distance. I think those are some of the things that we might have thought of when we were kids going to school. Here are the things that you do, you know, look both ways before crossing the street and walk with a friend, that kind of thing. Well, now it's wash your hands, wear a mask, because I think that's still, there still is all that controversy around it. But I think we have really seen that there's been some help in our health that we've had less illnesses like the flu and colds as a result of the hand washing and the mask wearing. It's interesting, isn't it? Yes. So to keep that in mind, even though we're, we've had a COVID vaccine, that we're still kind of in new territory, right? Right. Absolutely. The governor has hesitated to bring us, is it, to um, phase two? and wanting us to make sure that we get to 70% of us vaccinated. And so we're, we're not there yet. So we still need to be careful. And this is where some tension may arise is between family members or friends where someone has been vaccinated but still wants to be cautious. Another maybe is vaccinated but feels, you know, throw caution to the wind or maybe just doesn't want to be vaccinated. Have you had any kind of work with people who have that kind of tension and how do we navigate that? Oh my gosh, that's been the toughest. It, and it feels so sad too because it's amongst our most beloved, you know, persons. And it's not like this is, it, it's, it's caused a lot of family strife. And I think it's important for all of us to try to remember to come to our own business and take care of ourselves as best as we can. And know in the end, we really can't um, make anybody do anything or not do anything that they don't feel comfortable with. It's a big lesson in that. And there can be guilt trips um, or people just making fun of another for falling one way or another. Uh, How do we navigate this? How can we um, help each other to be more kind and considerate? Well, with this one, how I word it is, we have to be in our own business. So if someone is guilting me and I'm feeling guilty or I'm feeling angry at them for making me feel guilty, Kate, what is it in that that's my business? It's not that they should be doing something else. That's their business, right? Mm Mm-hmm. What my business is, is that I'm feeling angry and I need to take care of that. And the more clearer I can take care of my frustration, the less it's going to bump up against the other person. And then the more the other person, oh, this isn't working, you know, 
they can go back into their business more. There's really nothing we can do if your grandkids are trying to make you feel guilty to come out. We can't stop them from doing what they're doing, really. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the most bang for your buck if you come back and help yourself feel better. And that may mean seeking help from a therapist, from a counselor, correct? Absolutely. And talking to friends or, um, you know, all the things we know that help us personally. Going on nice walks, maybe doing some writing. So that can, that's some of the social situations and between family members and potentially between friends is to, again, really reflect on what our personal need is, where our comfort is, and not, I, I liked your, your terminology, don't let someone else guilt you into doing something. Right, right. It's hard to know where the, what's the difference between what is good information and uh, what I could be doing versus what I want to be doing, right? And you can get lots of – you can look on the CDC website. You can be asking your doctor, you know, getting the information of what you could and can do. Then there's this whole area of what you want. And only you know that. Right. Now, looking at the situation of returning to the workplace, uh, mm-hmm. we've had tested a bit of it or seen this in such flux with teachers and with kids going to school and in school, not school. And I'm actually right now, I'm not certain where it is, but most of the time it's been a remote learning or a bit of a hybrid. But as we look at more people then going back into office spaces, uh, there's that kind of tension and maybe feeling less comfortable about what the environment will be. How do you help us to navigate that, Dawn? Yeah. So there's a couple things. There's a lot going on it, but I can kind of see it in two different categories. One, there's anxieties around what we haven't done in a long time, right? Mm -hmm. We're, We're not used to socializing that much. We're not used to commuting. We're not used to being in this classroom or at the office. And when we haven't done something for a long time, it's absolutely natural, perfectly normal to have some anxieties around that. Right? Right. And for those kinds of things, um, it, it's just good practice to remember, oh, I did this before, and, and at first it's going to be a little awkward, and um, I'll get back into the groove of that, because I did before. Now, there's a second kind of worry that is um, things we don't want to go back to doing, right? We've really seen a different way of life now, and... There were things that we didn't like that we had to do before. 
Right. People don't want to spend all that time uh, commuting. Maybe some people do. You know, some people really like that time of decompression and getting to listen to their music. And But a lot of people don't want to go back to commuting. And um, we're starting to see what is most important to us. Some people are seeing, oh, work is not as important as I thought. My self-care, I really worked at that and I really enjoy it now. Or I've done a few more hobbies. I've had more time to run each day. And they don't want to give that up. I think we're, we've been talking a lot about mental health. And that's new. And people have been given permission to talk about it now, to think about it now. And they don't want to give that up either. There's a lot of things. And I guess I would encourage all of us to really think, what do we want to go back to doing? What do we miss? And just as important as what do we not want to go back to doing? And what do we have control over there? What can we try to navigate differently this time? This is a huge opportunity for all of us to do things differently. You know, where I work, Pacific Medical Center, um, we had to get on board really quickly on being able to see people through Zoom. And we did it. And, and now we see this is great. This is a great addition. And, and we're going to keep that integrated. And that's a good, healthy organization that can um, make that kind of change. And we as employees can be talking to our bosses and um, saying what works well for us. That does sound like a very healthy work environment. And and using that model of, uh, I know that last time we had spoken, you were saying how you were seeing uh, clients via Zoom, and it seemed to be working quite well. So has it continued to be a really good way to work? I I do. I really think so. And each person is different, and um, of course there's cons, and, and there are also pros. So as we go back, um, you know, we just have more choices now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people who um, don't want to have to drive into the office, right, or people who can't drive anymore, uh, people with disabilities who um, have to take two buses to get to see me, you know, or one bus even, right? Um, Or people who live far away. All of these people um, I've been able to continue to see, and it's been, you know, really nice for them and for me. I'm not having late patients, right? People aren't needing to show up or cancel because they're stuck in traffic. Right. So it's so much more efficient, certainly in that that regard, but many other aspects of it. But that's a very good one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of people's homes are full of other people. And with therapy, it's very important that we have privacy. 
But um, a lot of people have just walked out to their car in their in their um, driveway and had a session with me in their car. And great. So if people are a little nervous about reaching out for help and how would they get, um, you know, the ease of it, it, it's much easier now. And I think a key point to kind of go back uh, a, a bit in, in what you said in terms of mental health being more um, addressed face on more now as a result of this pandemic, which is a good thing to, you know, clear away that that curtain. If it's not help happening in a workplace for an individual, I think the the situation is that the climate is that we can ask for it. Um, go to HR if if that's the case, or just in some way be able to make sure that that's happening in a workplace, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's never been more supported than now. And employees have never been more empowered to do so. We're, the job market's really tight right now. You're really valued. We really learned how valuable um, our workers are right now, right? How um, our, our, our retail people are, our childcare people. Um, all of these workers that really before were really taken advantage, you know, we really didn't see their value as much. We really are seeing that now. And they're, the, what was the term essential worker? Yes. Right? We've really grown in what realizing who's really essential to our whole economy. And remembering that and feeling, you know, um, your worth and being able to ask for what you need. And it may require, although I don't know that it wouldn't be well received, because as you said, the climate uh, really is such now that it's just there's just such a higher consciousness about it but if need be maybe you need a a, a friend a coworker to kind of bolster or go hand in hand to do this that sounds great yes nice so reach out for support in that way yes right and you know um, it's really important that we're always respectful and we do our asks in a very kind way, um, bringing these kind of conversations up, they haven't really happened before. So remembering that the other person on the other end who's hearing them, we want to give them a chance to have that land in a nice way, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So on the other end, we just want people to also have their own internal skills to be handling anxiety and and worries and depression, stress, right? We can't expect that the outside world is going to do all the changing for us. Change is the only constant, Mm, right? right? So we know it's always going to be changing out there. And if what you rely upon is trying to stop change, 
trying to keep things under control out there, you're not going to be able to do that. And that lesson really hit home with the pandemic, right? Right. There are some things that are just out of control. And that's really scary. So the gift in that is that where we get control is with ourselves. And once you learn that lesson, you got it. You got life. Because we're going to have loved ones that die. We're going to have pandemics. We're going to have things like that. And what you do is you turn inward and use skills inward to help yourself feel safe and take care of yourself. And we might definitely know what that is or intuitively know what we need, or it may be that we need to take time for some soul searching, would you say, Dawn? Yeah, I mean, it can be really hard to navigate that because um, you maybe have never done it before, right? You're really used to keeping the house exactly in order how you want it and driving to work at the exact same time each day and keeping things very orderly so it feels manageable. And that's how your skills have been at helping yourself feel okay. So this is completely brand new territory for a lot of us. So getting help, talking to people about it, yeah, figuring out what your wants and needs are, great. And then there's little tips and tricks, right? Like worrying. We can work at not worrying so much. You can train your brain to learn that it doesn't go there all the time. One of the easiest tricks to do that is, if you're a big worrier, is set a worry time. For 10, 15 minutes every single day at the exact same time. Put it on your phone to set an alarm for like 10, 15 to 10, 30. And you sit down and you write all your worries. And you try your hardest to worry about everything. Then the rest of the 23 hours and 45 minutes of your day, you're reminding yourself, ah, when you notice you're worrying, it's not my worry time. I'll worry about that at 10.15. <laughs> and if it's something that you'd forgotten to worry about at worry time and you feel it's very important, jot it down and worry about it at that time. Your brain will allow you to let go of it more and more. That is priceless. I have not heard that kind of a, a exercise before, but that's really beautiful and easy enough for any of us to incorporate in some form. And uh, if we are a more controlling kind of personality, I think that that really would fit into yeah. into our calendar. Yeah. Maybe right now I'm thinking that there's two categories here to help ourselves. One is, you know, helping our brain be able to stop having so much anxiety, stop having so much worry, right? 
And then the other category is proactive, right? Self-care. And both these categories are important. Some are more important to others, right? Depending on what's going on, what their habits are. So the other thing to do to help stop the anxiety, help stop the worry and the stress affecting you as much, is simply when you have it, notice it. Acknowledge it. I don't think we realize that our natural instinct, what comes up is resistance. And we push it away. Oh, I shouldn't be worrying about that. Stop it. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. And so if we say, ah, here I am worrying. Mm -hmm. It's not worry time. Wow, I actually feel that really tight in my throat. Okay, yeah, I acknowledge that. That in and of itself will help shift it. We can talk about then what to do and then what to do, but this little piece right here is a huge shifter. Anxiety is like comes at your door and just taps real tiny. And hardly any of us want to acknowledge it, right? Because it doesn't feel good. We just ignore it all day. We ignore it and we ignore it. And then we come home at the end of the day and we need a cocktail because mm -hmm. we've ignored it all day long. The sooner you answer that little tapping at the door, the quieter it is. It's just a little tapping. You open it up and it's not that big. You acknowledge it and you're able to move on. But if you keep the door closed, it gets louder and louder and louder knocking. It just wants you to acknowledge it. And really, you don't have to. Yeah, that, that's really simple, isn't it? Really, not discounting or, you know, brushing something off, but to acknowledge it is really a simple thing to do. Mm hmm. And people may be like, well, two things can happen is they can really discount it because it is that simple. Or they can um, be frustrated with themselves. Well, it's, if it's that simple, why, why didn't I know that? Why didn't I do that? And we need to remember that we've never talked about needing to do this, right? Having language and open communication about how to take care of ourselves is really brand new. So give it a try. And this is a whole new process. So go easy on yourself. Have some compassion. This is a whole new language and a whole new learning. It's going to take some time, and you can get some support on it, too. And ultimately, it's going to be a healthier, calmer self, our own self, going forward. Yeah. You know, we'll have times that are easier than others. And remembering that it doesn't mean that once we learn how to do these things that we're going to be smooth sailing, right? We hit rough patches. And it's remembering, ah, this is a rough patch. It will get easier. Yes, an important point to remember. And, you know, these have been such great and I feel simple techniques that we can incorporate that will really have such a major payoff 
if we want to call it that, each step of the way and will help us to really grow stronger and be more peaceful. Yeah. Why don't we talk a little bit about one more skill? And that's, I think we talked a lot about this the last time you and I talked, and that is getting into the moment. And we hear a lot of that as like a buzzword, and it's like, what does it actually mean? And why is it important? It's important because when you're worrying, you're in the past or the future. So if you're right here in the moment, you're not worrying. How you get in the moment is you use your senses. So you use your eyes, your hearing, your sense of touch, your sense of taste, or your sense of smell. And that will communicate to your nervous system that you're safe right here in the moment versus the worry that things are going to be terrible. That's telling your system you need to be in your fight or flight. So help your system see that you're safe. So simply use your eyes to notice How about all the different shades of green that are outside your window? Or how many different colors can you find in your environment? And then be quiet for a moment and listen and see how many different things you can hear. Animals, right? Orient to that animal. Notice how soft it is using your sense of touch walking, and orienting, great combination. How many different textures can you notice in the different leaves as you're walking down your sidewalk? This is a practice. Be curious and see if it helps. Yes, wonderful. As has been this entire time with you, Dawn Meredith, you bring us such calm and such a gentle way to approach ourselves with the way that you present these really simple and very specific techniques that will help us navigate the day and the days ahead of us. So I'm so grateful for your experiences and certainly for your taking time with us to share these important ideas this morning. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to share, and you have a very good week. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dawn Meredith and Sunday Morning Magazine with Luke Miner. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warham1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast. It's on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of conversation about life, about the future. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069. Good morning.